Welcome to Gotumbo, where today we discuss chapters 12 to 23 of How Did a Sunrise? My name is Ben. My name is Ashley. I'm Shadi. I'm Amber. And I'm Catherine. We're- Before we begin with the podcast, I want to mention the um, topics that we are going to be discussing today. There will be some um, topics like rape and sexual assault that we brought up, and I feel that it was necessary for us to mention that before we got into the discussion. So one of the questions I wanted to ask you all is, um, what did you guys think about when um, her parents sent her to to her cousin or to her mom's cousins, um, and then her her cousin's daughter, Gansa, uh, went to the supermarket, and uh, during that time period, uh, something, you know, uh, she almost got raped during that time period. She went to the supermarket. So when she came back, um, why do you think Gansa didn't believe what she told her about her dad? I think that Gansa wouldn't believe her because, like, it would just be shocking news to hear about, like, your father. Just, like, just, like hearing that news that your father would do something like that. I guess she was just kind of, like, in shock and, like, didn't believe what would happen. Because, like, in her, in, like, Sandra's experience, like, she was, like, scared. She did not expect it either. But, like, especially, like, from the daughter's point of view, like, she would not believe Sandra from, like, what she was saying. And it's just, like, sad to hear that, even though, like, that was the truth, I guess. Um, yeah, you, I... Uh, uh, okay, so I agree with that, and I also think that she was, like, in denial, since obviously you wouldn't want to think that someone you're close to, like, is, a, like, a pedophile, like, go, going after, like, a family member who's, like, literally so young. And um, I know, I felt really bad, too, and it's, like, it's really upsetting to see that she couldn't talk, like, speak out about it because of the culture of silence. Like, that's, like in her culture and like that traditionally women like little or like girls like aren't allowed to speak out about it even though it's like not their fault and that they're getting blamed as the victim even though they're they're the victim in that situation it just it's really sad and the fact that it still kind of applies to today to today is really upsetting to see um yeah i think that also goes with the articles we've been reading recently because like it's easy to like want to think a certain way and if like something is like really like shocking or like um if something close to you can have like a negative connotation it's kind of easy to want to make it seem better than it actually is so i yeah um to add on to everything that um y'all said i feel like it was like everyone said already, it was really shocking to see that he would do something like that, especially to do it to Sandra, which was, she was so young and um, so inexperienced. She didn't understand anything that was happening. And of course, no one would expect that, like, especially from a family member that she had trusted, which like hurt her um, trust with him, especially, and basically all older men that she thought were um, okay and to be able to look up to. And that even changed the way that she had the dress and stuff, like she mentioned throughout the book. And um, going back to what Amber said earlier about how it can still be applied today, we've seen some changes in the culture of silence where 
people have begun to speak up about their um, sexual assault cases and what men have done to them in the past. And I feel like the empowerment's really important, especially in today, where um, empowerment's really important and um, people are striving for human rights. And I feel like it's really important to bring that up. Yeah, I agree with you. Wait, you go ahead. Okay, I agree with you because um, being silent is never like a good option since it does, throughout the story, uh, horrify uh, Sandra because she was aware of her surroundings around men and she felt uncomfortable. And I felt like it traumatized her a lot because she was in a vulnerable state of mind that time. She wanted to, her parents thought it would be a good idea to send her to some place else where she could uh, be free, but that didn't end well, as you guys have mentioned. Yeah, and um, I think that it's like Ben mentioned. It's really important for her to have like spoken out about this. And in the book, she she kind of says how she decided to tell the story specifically in this book because she wants like others to know that they have a voice too, and that they don't have to stay silent about it. And it was really important to see her talk about that since it does apply to today. And like Ben said, that there's people who come out about like their experiences with like sexual assault and like and like their like just like stuff with that and and like I think it's really brave for anyone to come out about it since like many like girls around the world or like anyone like suffers in silence after being like sexually assaulted like especially by someone you know that you trust and it's not like a stranger and I don't know I just I thought it was really brave of her to speak out about it and also like encourage others to never stay silent about it since if you speak up you might be able to like prevent it from happening again and like make sure that the predator who did that like learns from their mistake not to do it again but yeah like the the predator like she said expects you to stay silent and then by her saying that you can prove them wrong it was really um empowering to read about i also agree with that and i'm glad that she had spoken out about it and I think it was, like, very upsetting how she had told Ganza and, like, the only person that she had told. And she just had not spoken about it again and, like, kept it in for so long. Like, she wasn't even, like, open about it, like, with her family. And she was, like, worried about, like, her culture and, like, how if, like, she wouldn't be, like, wanted by her family if, like, the rape actually like if like she was not a virgin anymore and how like she would not be accepted and like it's just sad to see how all of like the effects that would occur to her even though she is like the victim um going back to what amber said i feel like it was really brave of her to tell her story especially because she mentioned um in the book that that was the first time she told anyone but gonza like shari just mentioned and um also bringing back um talking about Gonza again i i'm still wondering why she didn't necessarily like care more about it i guess or care to listen more about her story but at the same time i guess that she was just in shock but back to the general topic of just um rape and sexual assault in society now like i said earlier there's a lot of empowering women to um speak up about 
their past and um, sexual assault cases before, like present in the um, Me Too movement that we've seen a few years ago. And also there's been, um, uh, she mentioned like, it was, she wanted to make it really important to refugee girls especially that might also be going through the same problem as I know that it was kind of a big problem in refugee camps and in third world countries where UN peacekeepers and other diplomats like often like or humanitarians are seen to like help the people and help human rights cases actually sexually assaulting and raping women and kids in these rural places or these underdeveloped places that no one really cares as much about and of course they have less voice and less power and it's really important for these people to speak up about their past and what they've gone through. In chapter 13, um, it was basically about uh, the family struggling to survive and having nights without dinner. And one day her cousin came over and she made a statement saying, God doesn't do all that for you. How could you be thinking that? You had such a good life and look where you are now. So I think this statement was really important because um, they did go through a lot. And I was wondering what you guys thought about it. I think it was kind of like a moment of reckoning for um, Sandra and more or less her family, especially like not in that specific scenario, but throughout the chapters that we read, um, I think Sandra came to a realization that God wasn't everything and that God could not fix everything for her or make her life a certain way or make it any easier for her. And I felt like um, that was like a really tough story, like lesson to learn, I guess, especially because from that young of an age that you have to like let go of your um religion and your beliefs because of the fact that it is not really helping you that much and that um she couldn't really stay faithful because of everything that she went through and honestly i don't think anyone would be faithful anymore after everything that she has gone through go um watching her own sister die in front of her watching her family struggle through poverty and then finally make it to america where then she was finally discriminated against by basically everyone in society and then finally having her father hit by a van in a coma at the hospital so i feel like it's really difficult for her to remain faithful and i feel like um this moment was been basically everything started to change for her yeah i agree with that and i think that like her religion's like kind of like a big part of it since all over, like all throughout the book her like faith in god has kind of been like wavering since her different experiences kind of makes her think like like is there really um a god there if like she's going through this but then it's like she like she stops believing in him but then um she like went back to church and then she found like a new like um connection to god and just like i don't know i think that it's really significant how even in america her, like, faith in, like, God and, like, her religion, it's kind of, like, still not consistent, um, like, and, but I also think that, that just, like, that there's a lot of similarities, like, of her still, like, living in America, but then also it relates to how she also, uh, or, like, things that she also goes through when she was in the Congo. And, um, I'm sorry that I brought up America so fast, but how do you think that, like, what do you feel about, like, the culture barrier between her and her parents after that she moved to uh, America? Because, of course, 
her parents are pretty traditionally African minus um, the parts of feminism. But after moving Amer- to America, how do you feel like things changed for her? I think that it was like a big step for like both her, and- sorry, but her and her parents. Because like her parents had to adapt to like the cultural differences that had been like set in America because of Sandra being like, um affected by her friends and influenced by them and just like trying to get into like the traditional american culture even though her parents were like traditionally like pretty strict like not strict but like strong with their african culture so it was just like they had to be like very like flexible with what they were like doing um i was oh you can go i was really shocked when um like uh, the people who were bullying her at first were um, black people, since they said that she sounded white, even though she is from Africa. From Africa, so that was like something that just like like popped in my head. Like, uh, like I don't know, like their their own like race. I I would say um, would affect each other. They don't like connect as well as I would have thought so. So that was really shocking for me. Um, yeah, as you guys said earlier, it was like a really big, uh, <laughs> sorry, it was a big uh, thing for them to come to America, like in, in shaping their identity, because they really had to make connections with a lot of people since they didn't have any family or anybody there. It was important for them to make like stable relationships that they could maybe count on. And uh, adding to what you said, um, I think it was really important uh, about like having the right person for them to confide in. Um, so the the pastor was a really good help in um, shaping their beliefs and making them stronger. Um, the only reason I think that the board. Um, lost faith was because she was going through so much she was trying to overcome the barriers of her um like her physical looks and everything that she began to lose faith and after her dad was in that accident that's when everything became like a major downfall to her uh i agree and kind of like to go back to like ben's question um like the cultural differences like and also related to her parents. I feel like by her having like immigrant parents and like, obviously they were like new to it. Um, I feel like in a way she kind of has to teach them about the cultural differences since obviously she's meeting more people and learning more about like American different ways that they are. So she's going out like to school and actively um, uh, learning about like the culture, but her parents are just like working. Um, and I also feel like that's why um, she has to help out like a lot uh, with not only like bills and like tax and like um, like those kind of things, but also she also has to teach them like when um, she had like a school dance, she kind of had to like explain that it's like fine for her to go and that it's normal for those kind of events to like happen in America since they were kind of like skeptical about it, but then she had to like teach them about the differences like in America and stuff. I'm kind of, um, this is kind of off topic, but 
I was really proud of her parents for being so accepting of the culture and like being able to implement it into their lives so properly. And honestly, I was really surprised when they did, like when they were fine with the dance, like you mentioned, like after the convincing and stuff, I was surprised that they genuinely were like okay with it, as well as like other things, like um, other topics that she talks about, and like um, understanding other parts of culture and like having white friends come over to her house or having them over and um talking to them, and it, it was really funny when. Um, there was basically this cultural divide between her, um, Sandra's friends, uh, Sandra's white friends from school coming over and the, um, difference in dress where they showed more skin and stuff where in Africa that wasn't as, um, normal and, um, to see that cultural difference was kind of, um, unique and to see both of them more or less accepting of each other, that was really, um, good to see and kind of like heartwarming compared to the other stuff that was happening in the book. Um, yeah, adding on to that, I think it was really kind of cool and interesting to see that they they were really trying to trust in the culture and um, they were really trying to see that it would help them if they, if they could kind of learn about it too. And um, going back to some of the other topics that we mentioned previously um there's a really big where amber was talking about um amber or shoddy i don't really remember but where she was talking um where african americans were calling her white sounding oh, wait actually i think ashley brought this up but where she was more white sounding than black and she would get discriminated over that like socially i felt like that was really upsetting to hear especially because that would probably cause a very big like personality crisis like what am i actually then because like physically she um like based on her complexion she looks african of course but at the same time with many people putting their inputs in trying to tell you that you sound white or you don't sound african or you don't act black I feel like that causes many issues with her, especially. And um, that's, like, seen throughout the book where she decides to, like, change her hair and um, dress differently just to try to fit in socially because that's probably a really big thing for her, like, trying to fit in and trying to have friends and trying to be social and not being discriminated against, obviously. It's, like, really important to her. And, um... I want to ask you what you felt about that, like, and if you have anything to add to that, of course, like, the um difference in, like, culture, I guess, because she obviously did not know that much English, therefore she couldn't sound like what um African Americans conceive to be, like, sounding black instead of being just formal English or what um they would call, like, sounding white. Like, what did you think about that, and how do you think that's an oh. issue in America? Um, I thought that was like really sad to see how people were sort of invalidating her ethnicity and culture and like they were trying to um, I don't know they were trying to like take away from it and I don't know sort of dilute it if that makes sense yeah uh, I agree with that and like how um, you're kind of saying how like she has like she like by people like kind of saying that she's like neither or like it, it kind of like um, affects her uh, perception of her own identity since she's like um, 
like people are telling her that she looks African, but then she sounds white, and then she just doesn't know. And like that also like relates to what happened in the Congo when she's she was also like, um, like they're like saying that she's not Rwandan or not Congolese, and it it's like sad to see that like even though she moved to America and she expected things to be like a lot like different, but um, she realizes that race is still a huge thing in like America and like. Um, it's a she needs to see, but she, she's still like uh, like affected by it, I guess. <laughs> I like what you brought up, especially making the connection back to Africa that I didn't really think about that much. But yeah, that does remind me of when she went to um, when she was living in the Congo and when people would just call her Rwandan for looking um, different. Or when she would go to Rwanda and then eventually be called Congolese or not truly Rwandan and then being discriminated there as well. And I feel like there's a lot of identity issues, especially among refugees. And like, what do you really um, consider yourself? Like, technically she's African, but that doesn't really make her African-American, like she mentioned in the book. Like, even though they looked kind of similar, that doesn't mean like culturally they're the same at all. Like, especially in her history class when she was learning about American slavery, she didn't understand any of it, of course, because she didn't learn any of it before. And I felt like that was just kind of like a culture shock. And um, another heartwarming part was when um, the students in their class finally started accepting her and, like, understanding her pain. Or, like, I guess, like, feeling empathy toward her, like, after watching Hotel Rwanda, which was the movie that they showed showing the um, atrocities that happened in the Rwandan genocide, like I've mentioned previously in the past podcast. Pod- podcast. And um, I feel like it was really important. And it was honestly, like I said, kind of heartwarming to see like that they cared about like the issues that were happening. And I guess that kind of showed like some of the articles that we read, like indifference. And like they didn't really know about the issues that were happening in Rwanda or like in Africa overall. And they just kind of learned about it through that one class. And I guess that helped her feel more accepted and like that. And then she decided to tell her story about what happened in Gatumba or like some small parts about how she moved from Africa to America. And I feel like she like overall was became, um, like becoming more accepted throughout the book. And I um, am really happy for her and that she kind of finally is finding her place in society. Yeah, I agree with that. And, um, like, you also mentioned, like, culture shock and, like, uh, that kind of, like, I wanted to bring up how um, she didn't understand, like, the difference between, like, being black and white. Because, you know, she said that growing up in the Congo, like, being black wasn't, like, an issue for her and that her skin color wasn't, like, something that she would actively, like, think about. And, like, um, this was mentioned earlier, but, like, no one was, like, telling her, like, how to speak English, like, black or white, um, and she was just, like, like, confused by that, and, like, I agree, like, it's, like, good to see that she finally started to be accepted, um, for her, um, and uh, another thing I wanted to, like, bring up was that, like, kind of relating to this was that, um, she mentioned how when she, before she came to, like, America, she was seen as a Sandra, like, you know, herself, but then when she moved to America, um, uh, like, being black was kind of, like, part of, like, her, like, identity, like, you know, like, 
it was kind of just like oh that's like a side thing back then but then in america it's like a really big part i guess and um she said how like in america her interests like beliefs like um like is what defines her but then in america it's like um it was like kind of like a fundamental like thing i guess um like she said how she was black and she was black first before she was sanja and like um like i feel like that was really significant since she said that she grew up in like a war zone like obviously with like actual war but then like in america it was also a war zone but kind of like in a different way like um kind of like that like in a way that has to do with society um well one thing i want to mention i'm gonna go a little bit off topic but um when she first came she was uh bullied because of her appearance and by her accent um and it was like so the hairstyles and the appearance americans portray was that uh black people's hair like they're more curly so uh they straighten it so that was something that she had to like uh look upon like she was embarrassed of her own um appearance and she did have a boy's look as uh they would bully her for it um so it was like i don't know it's just like she was like she didn't like know anything about that before she even like came to america and then it's like kind of like um a, a change of like mind for me because uh she came from this innocent well, not that innocent but like uh back in africa appearance didn't really matter but when she came in america that started to like change her mind she wanted a wig and she begged her parents to get it for her um i i also wanted to bring up like just adding on to what amber and ashley said i wanted to mention how like when she went to the mall with her friend and they were just shopping like in america and they went into the banana republic and they had gotten followed by the worker and just like they got pretty much kicked out like after that and Sandra didn't really know why until like her friend was like they just like it was just like by like the color of their skin by like race and Sandra had thought before she was like she had mentioned that she had thought it was because they wouldn't have like enough money because they were like teenagers but she had noticed that there were other teenagers in the store which wasn't right and then it she realized that it was because of race and that adds to the racial profiling in america and um i think that was like another major like moment in um her experiences in america where she realized not everything was fine in america like because in africa it was portrayed that america was amazing it was a place of wealth like the american dream and you can basically do anything once you get to america and that it's amazing. But once she actually made it into Rochester, that completely changed for her. And that perception of, like, beauty and, like, um, everything was fine, everything was amazing, like, quickly changed to, like, more realistically, where everywhere does have their, like, own problems. And I kind of wanted to change topic to um, how America looked at Africa. And um, I guess this was kind of just, like, another cultural issue. Especially because um, in America, like what she said, um, there was a lot of like 
negative portrayals of Africa, it all being just like really poor and um, no one had clothing or like food. And it was, it kind of brings up the point of like the white savior complex where like Americans or like basically white people think that like they need to go like help other places like Africa where um they're portrayed as like really underdeveloped no one really caring about anything um everyone being very unintelligent uneducated and um I feel like it was also kind of a culture shock to her and I feel like it's a really important topic to bring up yeah i think that was a really big part um too uh and like i like how you brought up how like in like africa they learned about america and like how like the american dream and everything but then in america they also learned about africa but like not the way that it actually is like um the way that you said that they kind of portray it like that they need help um which is really weird to see since it's like you know africa learns about america like oh it's like like how like normal but then when America teaches about Africa, it's like that they need help, which is like, like goes in with um when uh, when you brought up like the white savior like co- complex, um, and I also like wanted to bring up like uh in the story like this one girl asked Sandra like were you surprised when you saw shoes for the first time in America, and like I feel like that really just shows how um how little like American education kind of like teaches about. Uh, other like countries like um like in the world and i don't know i think it was like really like significant since um obviously they they have clothes they they drive in cars and have planes in africa too but um like the american like kids are like asking her all about that as if it's like not it wouldn't be like the same and obviously there's differences but they're they kind of like ask her like in ways like thinking like that it's like completely like different like like thinking that she like lives like in a jungle or something um like what did you guys think about that i thought it was really significant and um there was this part that she brought up like people treated her like she was from mars basically because that's how different like they viewed her world and i feel like that's just the topic of distance decay like the farther away you are from something like the less you know about it or like the less accurate the information you know about it. And um, I felt like that was really present, especially in this book and in that part that you mentioned where the girl asked, where um, were you surprised when you saw shoes for the first time where she was then like shut down basically by her teacher for being inappropriate and being rude. And like, I feel like that just shows like the level of ignorance or like lack of education about everything beyond like Europe and Africa sorry Europe and America in like American um history or like American like education at all and it shows like the issues within its system and I feel like it was really important for her to see that and um like I guess it's like it goes both ways I feel because in Africa, like I previously mentioned, like they looked up to America and then thought it was like everything was fine. And then the moment that she landed in uh, Rochester and then went to this basically like shanty little house, she realized that not everything that she saw was true. And I feel like it would be this. It was the same basically for um the cl- kids in her class after watching like Hotel Rwanda and stuff. 
and I feel like um, it was a really good like learning moment for everyone. I'm adding to what Abra said. Uh, when they asked her, "What did you learn in Africa?" Um, after I read that, she said, "We wore clothes, we drove around cars, and playing there too." Um, I was laughing because uh, people are not like her. Like her school was not aware that she had all these like um, things they had too. So I thought it was like I don't like funny to me, not because like. She was getting like uh, asked of that, but because she was angry that um, uh, that she did have them. I don't know if you guys feel the same way. Uh, yeah. Um, like I thought it was like kind of ironic to see that they were like asking her that, and like they they really thought that their worlds were that apart. Um, and I also wanted to. Um, bring out a friend uh, outside of her school, her church friend Mabel, um, and how like when she went to her sleepover, um, she was able to kind of like vent about her trauma since um, this is kind of like the first time she was kind of like speaking out about it. And um, I, I thought that this part was like really important uh, since it like also um, gives her like uh, the opportunity to like speak out about her thoughts um and it's like like painful to relive the pain but i also feel like it's good to let out her feelings and um like she said how her like her family never like had any therapy to deal with like that trauma which is like like that was really surprising to me since you would think that after going through like that big like event where like so many people died and like like deaths that they would like um be helped with their mental health but they were kind of, like, their mental health was kind of, like, and trauma was kind of just, like, pushed aside and thought that was, like, kind of important. Would, do you guys have any thoughts about that? I feel like Mabel was really important in the story because it was kind of, like, I keep bringing this up, but, like, I feel like it was another turning point in the story where she finally felt like she was being accepted, like I previously mentioned, and, like, I feel like, she was probably like one of her closest friends, even though they like had some communication issues, like basically throughout the entire book, especially because she didn't know English that well. But I'm, I was really happy for her to finally be able to speak out about the issues and atrocities that she faced in Africa, and that she was finally able to tell someone about it because it probably isn't healthy to hold those thoughts in for that long, especially from something as traumatic as losing your little sister. And to have to hold that in and not being able to tell anyone about any of the things that happened to you because they would just think that um, it was unimportant or like it was not that big of a deal. And I guess people wouldn't really see it as um, that big of a problem. And it was really um, important that she told Mabel that. And I was glad that she finally found someone that she was um, open, that she could open up to and like finally explain that. I agree with you, Ben. Mabel did play a, a huge part in her life. Um, and I felt like relieved that she found um, that connection between her and um, Mabel because she also mentioned that um, Mabel kind of didn't ask more about it. She just comforted her. Um, I feel like Mabel was just like her, um, I guess her like 
Angel because um, she never like really criticized her. Uh, she tried her best to understand her, and she didn't like. She wasn't like uh, pushing for more information. Yeah, I like that you said that um, she wasn't pushing for more information. I feel like just her, just Mabel being there, I like to listen um, to her like experience and her story was really uh, um, nice of her and <laughs> like. Um, adding on to what you were saying, I feel like her like listening was really important, like especially not asking for more information like you two previously mentioned. Like, because of, like, the boundaries that she had to respect. And I'm really glad that she did decide to respect those. And um, to notice, like, how the um, problem was still pressing in her heart, even though it was, like, many years after the incident happened. And to this day, Sandra probably still has not, like, came to, like, her true self, like, about the situation. And she probably still has issues thinking about it. But, of course, that's warranted, especially because of the things that happened there and um throughout her family um and i feel that like i said mabel was really important and i felt that um she was really accepting even if she didn't completely understand it and she continued to try to understand even with the limited information that she was given because of her being more respectful about the situation that i like really appreciate especially because um i felt like it would like kind of break her trust a little bit or like hurt sandra if she asked more questions or like was kind of intrusive into the situation and also i like that mabel looked at her as like more of a person like she saw her more as sandra and not like black or like immigrant or african or refugee she didn't see any of that she just saw sandra and i felt like that was like a really big difference compared to like the rest of the people that she met in school and in america that looked at her skin tone looked at her accent or like um other features of her like her hair or anything else rather than herself and her true self and i felt that um it was like really like impactful for her to um care about her in that way um i thought it was really interesting like that they had kind of like a sibling almost like a sibling relationship um like they didn't really like care about what they looked like they just wanted to be there for each other and support each other yeah, I really like that Benny brought up how she kind of accepted her as Sandra, not, um, like, treating her like a different person just because of her, like, race and, like, skin color, but, like, just treating her like a person, which is really, like, like new to her, which also is why I feel like Mabel was, like, really significant, like, um, in her, like, because obviously her first, like, year or, like, school year, she was kind of getting, like, bullied, and, like, she didn't understand anything, but then Mabel was able to help her feel, like, um, like, her own, like, person again, and, but while also, like, learning about, like, like, American culture, since she was there to help her, um, like, I think that Mabel is really important in helping her, um, kind of adapt to, like, America, I guess. Um, go, oh, I, go ahead. Oh. I was just going to add on to what Amber said. It's, like, good that she had found Mabel and that she confided in her and that they have that same level of trust. And I feel like Sandra would grow as a person because of, like, being able to talk and, like, 
just talk about what was occurring and just like being able to let it go not really let it go but like express how she's feeling um and because amber kind of brought up american culture again i kind of want to back up to where we were talking about um the difference between black and white americans and like the systemic issues that are currently pressing america and of course like in the book of course where um it was mentioned and even um police brutality an issue that we see a lot today was also mentioned in the book about and um they saw that a lot in on the news and stuff where sandra kind of had to explain to her parents what was actually happening and how basically um black people were like disproportionately affected by police brutality because of um stereotypes that they're more hostile or that they were more aggressive similar to like what happened to her in um the banana republic where she was racially profiled and then um promptly kicked out basically from banana republic just because that the employee thought she was probably going to steal something and um i felt like that was a really big topic that we didn't really mention yet and um what did you guys think about that uh, I feel like, um, to bring it back, to, I feel like that relates to today, uh, kind of, like, this year where, when, um, like, like, the Black Lives, like, the Black Lives Matter movement kind of, um, got a lot more attention than before, which is really good, uh, and, like, seeing her write about, like, how, like, like, pr- police brutality and how, like, um, you have to kind of be careful since they might suspect you just because you're, like, walking out at night as a black person and like um i thought it was like uh like really like significant since it relates to today like a lot since the summer it kind of gained a lot of attention too and that also kind of relates to um when i think it was either the first or second house that they moved into and the caseworker told them not to go out at night I guess I feel like that kind of relates to what you said about um like being careful of where you're walking and stuff and like in case like you get targeted and stuff and I feel like it was really wrong especially because they were being profiled based on their skin color even though they weren't like really necessarily fitting into like African American society anyway so it was just an additional struggle to what they were dealing with and I guess that's still present today where um being black in America is very difficult in comparison to um being white or basically other minorities. And I feel like it was really important and the um book kinda of shined light on that. Especially because not only was she black, but she was also African and a um migrant and a refugee, all trying to handle it at once with all the things that we looked at in the book. Um now that you mentioned it, um one thing that was like but I was that was mentioned in the book was that their neighborhood was um uh like shoddy or like horrible compared to like her priest uh neighborhood um because she could see that there was more white people there and they had better houses than um her neighborhood where uh there was more black people and her neighbors were uh these little kids who um, I guess her parents were um, addicts and they were smoking, so she had the perception that Americans smell bad since um, the little kids would often smell like smoke. 
Um, what did you guys think about that um, connection she made between the neighborhoods and the way Americans smell in general? Um, I feel like that kind of ties into like stereotypes. And I feel like stereotypes are really powerful, especially like when you're going somewhere new or when you're like um, trying to understand like other um, cultures. And I feel like the smell was not itself like that significant, but like overall, like it kind of tied into culture, like, and um, basically the culture shock that we previously mentioned that basically they felt based the entire time that they were in America and how um basically it still affects them to this day and like they're um they will always be considered a migrant and they will never really be looked at as American even if they are living in America and even if they like fully adapt they still have their heritage and I feel like that is important um to them but at the same time I feel like they can be like highly discriminated against because of that and like their culture yeah, and I wanted to add on to what Ben said earlier, how um, they're, they're African and then they're also migrants and they're also um, uh, refugees and how, like, as refugees in America, like, they're at, like, the bottom of the heap and it's, like, uh, no matter, um, like, even, like, in your home country, your credentials, like, don't matter. And I, I think that was, like, um, like, also, like, a big wake-up call for her and just, like, kind of learning about, like, how in America they wouldn't um, take what you were doing in like the Congo um, and like Africa and it's just like I think that was a really big wake up call yeah I like how you brought that up especially because um, her sister princess worked in the Rwandan government and had a government job and I feel like it was like really sad to see all of her credentials basically mean at nothing just because of the fact that it was in Africa. Like I feel like there are like some social issues to that, especially because why are you looking down on a person in Africa for having a position while in America that position is highly like looked up to? Like having a government job in Africa should not be any different from having a government job in America. Like basically you're doing the same thing it's still a government job. Being a janitor in Africa does not, is the same thing as being a janitor in America and vice versa. And I'm, it, re- it was really irritating to see that like their credentials meant nothing. Their education meant nothing. Like nothing that they did in Africa meant anything in America. And I felt like that was really wrong. And now that I'm thinking back at it, like, of course, America was a brand new opportunity. And I feel like it was like, good that they took it but I was kind of thinking what like how would it be if they just stayed in Africa the whole time like would things like eventually look up for them like because I know that um there was a lot of changes that had to be taken account of in America when they moved and um I was trying I was thinking about it like how would things be like any worse or any like better for them if they just stayed in Africa the whole time Thank you for listening to this episode of Gazumba, where we go over chapters 12 to um, 23. My name is Ben. I hope you enjoyed the topics we talked about today. My name is Ashley. I'm Shadi. I'm Amber. And I'm Catherine.